The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, joined by my good buddy Keith Cork here to break down this fantastic, this wonderful, large 10-game slate. March 3rd, nice little Wednesday. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing well, man. Uh, happy hump to everybody. Hope you're doing well today. It's uh, awesome to be here. Awesome to talk hoops, man. Exactly, and we're gonna we're gonna motor, man. We got we got a big game uh, or a big slate, ten games to get through. Most that we've had, and it feels like quite some time. We've been getting these nice little six, seven, eight gamers. Uh, we got a big one, a lot of news that we're gonna have to go through. But before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, guys. If you haven't been over there, check out mybookie.ag. That's simple. It's mybookie.ag. The number one, the most reputable bookie site, the only one I trust. I don't give my stamp of approval very easily, and my bookie has it. It's that simple, guys. I give all my action to them, and even if I wanted to, uh, you know, hit some table games, if I want to play a little bit of the slots, uh, I'm more of a blackjack guy myself. Uh, they have everything over there. It's not just betting on sports. Uh, they have a fully fledged casino, and you know, maybe just betting the lines aren't your thing. They got prop bets. They have you know parlay action. You could do a little bit of everything. And if you sign up, use that promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L on your initial uh, deposit, and you will get it matched up to one thousand dollars, fifty percent. So you deposit $1,000, you get a free $500 to play with. It's that simple. So, guys, go check them out, uh, mybookie.ag. That promo code is HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. All right, man, we're going to jump right into this. We're just going to get right to the nitty-gritty. Indiana Pacers traveling to Cleveland. Take on the Cavs here. For the Cavs, Matthew Dellavedova, Andre Jovan, Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., all ruled out. And for the Pacers, Jeremy Lamb and Doug McDermott are questionable, while Karis Avert is still ruled out. And we uh, we had the most recent update with T.J. Warren. He is not going to be back for a few months, probably the entire season at this rate. Two sixteen and a half game total. Pacers favored by six. Keith, I'll pass it over to you. We'll start with the away team. Let's go with the Pacers here. Who are we looking at? Yeah, man. Can we just uh, skip these first couple of games? <laughs> no, no. It's uh, it, there's there's people that you can play here. Um, you know, it's not my favorite game, uh, the Pacers and the Cavaliers. But uh, Jeremy Lamb, I know he was downgraded yesterday or uh, tonight. Uh, well, last night, if you're listening to it today, and uh, McDermott's questionable. So we got some people we can play. Um, Malcolm Brogdon at 7,900. Yeah, it's kind of all about the price point there with him. Yeah, I just think it's uh, a little less than some other guys. Uh, you know are priced and uh, it's a little less than Brogdon should be. And I like him here against uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland uh, up against Sexland. I, I, don't, I think he'll have a pretty decent game. Uh, not my favorite play, but I don't mind going there. Uh, I also like Miles Turner at 6,000. Just another guy's just priced too low. Uh, matchup and pace, just not quite ideal. So not exactly a guy I'm reaching for, but uh, I don't mind landing on him if you do. Uh, and then the guy that's probably my favorite Pacers play is uh, TG McConnell, 5,900. Uh, 40 draft king points, you know, he's got upside to get, to get that much. And, uh, his, his price is still pretty pedestrian. It hasn't come up quite enough yet. So, uh, that's probably my favorite player play on the uh, Pacers side of the ball. 
right there with you. I think those three guys, I would, you know, you could throw in some bonus. Uh, you said it perfectly. I think, you know, they're good. They're great. The matchup's fine. Price tag's fine. Nothing overwhelming, nothing that pops off the page, but they're they're solid value. Uh, that being Brogdon, McConnell definitely has that 40-point upside. It's a great matchup, 5,900. Uh, yeah, I'm probably with you. It's probably my favorite option. I would uh, throw in, you know, even Aaron Holiday as a uh, dumpster dive, you know, value play if you need it at 3,600. Played 22 minutes in that last one. Uh, put up 25 DK points, so wouldn't even mind looking that way. So it's gonna be it's gonna be the cheaper guards for me over there. But you talked about uh, you know Colin Sexton on the other side of it, defensively very similar price tag to Brogdon. Push comes to shove, who do you see yourself playing more? Uh, I honestly I, I'm just not a Sexton guy. I, I watched him play in Alabama, so I just lean Brogdon just because that's my personal preference. I don't think I don't fault you if you go Sexton, but Brogdon's my guy uh, in that matchup. All right. Anybody else here on this Cleveland side? Are you ready to can to keep it moving? Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see playing some Jetty o- uh, Osman as long as he's playing. Uh, you know, and and uh, it's a great price for a guy that's gotten at least twenty minutes. Um, he's only been playing twenty minutes, which is a little concerning. So hopefully, he can see about twenty five minutes here, about fifty eight hundred. Uh, you know, I I definitely don't mind going to Jetty Osman. Uh, and then a, a, another dumpster dive option here on the Cavs side of the ball would be Javale McGee. Uh, 3,500. Uh, it's a dumpster dive option. He's getting about 15 minutes, but that's really all he needs to hit value uh, at that uh, really low price tag. So I don't mind going there just to round out your rosters. Um, not, not again, not my favorite play. I don't really like much about this game. I probably won't play many of these guys at all, but uh, if I need some filler, uh, those are the guys I'd look for. Yeah, I'm, I just don't see myself having any Cleveland. I do like that McGee call, especially knowing that. You know, they play big. Uh, he should, like you said, see probably closer to 20 minutes in this one. And McGee being a great point per minute guy doesn't need a lot just to rack up, you know, three or four blocks real fast. So uh, I like that call. Good call, man. We'll keep it moving, though. Next game, Utah Jazz travel to Philly. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Sixers. Tobias Harris is questionable. And then for the Jazz, nothing to note. For the game total, don't have one. For the spread, we don't have one. It's that simple. Pass it over to you. Looking at this Utah team, this is probably going to be one of the more entertaining games of the night outside of Narrative Street that we'll get to in a, in a few minutes. But um, I'm looking forward to this game. It's just from an actual basketball standpoint. It's two you know, very good defensive teams that are going to paddle it out. But does that make it you know, a little less appetizing for us in the DFS community knowing that this is going to be pretty much two defensive powerhouses battling it out? Yes, moving on. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it, it is going to be a great game. I'm excited to watch it, man. This is one I'm definitely going to tune into. You know, I usually used to stick to the Bulls game and then watch one of the game, and uh, you know, I'm gonna try to try to tune into this game as the as my other one. But uh, uh, it's a good basketball game for for DFS and for fantasy purposes. Not necessarily great. Um, uh, on the Jazz side, there are a couple of guys that I, I don't mind going to. Um, Joe Inglis, 5,600. He threw up a, a dud in their last one, and he's uh, usually better when he's starting. But even if he's coming off the bench, he's got a solid role on this team. Uh, there's a couple of guys that are a few hundred uh, dollars cheaper that I like more uh, in that price range. But uh, I don't mind going to Joe Inglis. Uh, the other guy that I'd be looking at would be Royce O'Neal, 4,900. Uh, you know, he's just he just makes for good filler in a lineup. Um, you know, he puts up uh, he's put up 25 plus DraftKings points in la- uh, two of the last three games, and he's only 4,900 dollars. So, uh, more filler guys on the Jazz side of the ball for me. What do you got on the Jazz side? I don't got much here, man. I think that they're all priced appropriately. If I was looking anywhere, it would probably be you know I look I look at Ro- uh, Royce O'Neal. I just imagine him having to play heavy minutes in this one. 
not a great point per minute type guy, but you know, if he's looking at upward in a competitive game, 37, 38 minutes, he can almost trip into fall in the value at that point. So I'd look at Royce O'Neal, maybe a little bit of Mike Conley, but you know, Mitchell too priced up for me, 8,500 Gobert. It's just going to be an overall tough matchup. I mean, you can't imagine either one of these centers having a tough matchup where it's got other options. We've got 10 games. We don't need to go here. So I just don't see myself, you know, gravitating towards this Utah team too much. Um, Sliding over to the Philly side of the ball, though, I kind of gave my piece already on Embiid. I do, you know, 10 4. We're paying a premium. The dude's absolutely worth it, but this is one of the tougher matchups for opposing centers. Uh, it's that simple. But Tobias Harris sits out again. I don't mind going back to the Shake Milton well. I talked about it on the last show. He's just their super utility knife. You know, regardless of what position's out, yes, I know he doesn't play power forward. Uh, but he gets all this trickle-down usage. He's one of the main guys that they're going to need to see take some of those shot attempts. He's going to play consistent minutes. I like him in this bench role. So I can see myself having some shake mill at 5K. Outside of that, I don't, I don't even see myself going anywhere else. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. These first two games are pretty much just kind of staying away from There's a lot of better players later on, but um... – we do have to keep an eye on that Tobias Harris news. If, if he does end up sitting out, like you said, Shake Milton, it feels like a must play for Shake Milton. Uh, another guy I'd look at if you want to save a little bit more uh, salary and still wanted to get some exposure if, if uh, Tobias Harris is out would be uh, freaking Korkmaz. Um, you know, great name, but also he's a, he's a, got a great price too, 3800 and just a cheaper option. Uh, he went off last game. I uh, don't necessarily expect him to have that good of a game, but you know, at 3800 he doesn't have to put too many points to um, really uh, hit that value. And you know, even if he, even if uh, Tobias Harris does play, uh, he's an okay guy to take some stabs at GPPs. I think uh, I'd also throw in some stuff. Uh, sorry, Seth Curry. Um, you know, he's had a few duds, but uh, he's gonna get back to where he was. I mean, he had a one for 13 line a couple of games ago. He's not going to shoot that, that poorly again. So, um, you know, he's going to play stronger. He's an even stronger play if Harris sits. So another guy I threw out there, but uh, this all really hinges on Tobias Harris sitting. If Tobias Harris doesn't sit, I'm staying away. All right. We'll keep it moving to the third and final 7 PM Eastern standard time game. The one that is going to cause some mass confusion amongst uh, a lot of the DFS community. Detroit Pistons traveling to Toronto. Take on the Raptors in this one. For the injury report, buckle up. Jeremy Grant is questionable. Blake Griffin, Killian Hayes, Frank Jackson, Jalil Okafor, DeLon Wright, all ruled out for the Pistons. And for the Raptors, OG, Malachi Flynn, Patrick McCaw, Fred Van Vliet, and Pascal Siakam all ruled out health and safety protocols. So they are going to, at this moment, attempt to play with eight players. They're going to try to suit up. Obviously, if we uh, if anything happens to any of these players, whether it's an inconclusive test, anything like that last minute, this game will get tossed. So there's going to be a lot of exposure. Just uh, monitor. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time game. We'll have the news. Just keep your eye on everything throughout the day. But we'll start off with this Pistons team, Keith. I'll pass it over to you. I mean, these, for the most part, similar bodies that have been out. Uh, not much not much to expect, I guess, from this Pistons team. I guess most of the value that we're going to be looking at is at the other side of the ball. But... There's still some guys that we could look at over here, so I'll pass it. I'm talking yeah. too much. No, no, no worries. I, I agree with you. You're saying all the right things, my man. So keep talking. No, no problem. But uh, no, I agree with you. You know, there's there's some people we can look at here. You know, it's, again, I think I referred to it before uh, a week ago that uh, a team was playing against the B squad. I think it was the Thunder, 
And uh, this time it's the Pistons are playing against you know, Toronto's kind of B squad, which isn't necessarily a, ba- a bad team still. But uh, but yeah, there, there's more opportunity there for the for these guys. Um, a big thing is going to be whether or not Jeremy Grant plays. Um, you know, if he's questionable right now, if he doesn't play, then uh, I like some of these guys a lot more. But if he does play, I'll probably stay away entirely, to be honest with you. Um, I do see myself playing maybe a little bit of Mason Plumlee at 6,800. I just don't know who the heck the Raptors are going to play on the other side of the ball at center. Uh, they're not going to have... Um, uh, Aaron Baines are not going to have uh, Boucher, uh, so you know who's who's going to play center. You don't want Watanabe, maybe uh, maybe Stanley Johnson. I, I have no idea. Um, so Mason Plumlee seems like a, an okay solid play at 6800, uh, playing against some people that maybe aren't supposed to be playing that position. Uh, the other guys I would look at if um, Jeremy Grant's out would be um, Josh Jackson, 6200. Yeah, it's it's just simple. If, if Josh, if um, Jeremy Grant's not playing, Josh Jackson's in. He's going to have sky high usage. Um, if he's if Grant plays, I'd only consider him for GPPs. Uh, the other guy I look at again, you know, if Jeremy Grant sits, uh, Sadiq Bay, fifty seven hundred, uh, and you can make a case for any of these Pistons guys really, but uh, those are the top three guys I'd be looking at: is Plumlee, Jackson, and Bay. I'm with you on the Jackson. I don't mind Plumlee. Uh, Sixty eight. We're starting to pay a premium for him with a lot of centers on this slate. But you're right. Uh, Toronto's not going to have much of an answer. I think I could be mistaken, um, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think Boucher. Is he? Uh, nope, you're right. I he could will not play. Too. There was a lot, you know. There was a lot of O's on this draft yeah. slate that were not O's. So I was trying to cross check. So I might have gotten something mixed up there. So let me. Take it's a confusing. Quick check. That's what, and listen. He I, does I, have I, an O next to his name, but let's see. Let's see if it's the injury uh, report. The official injury report as of eight thirty. We recorded this at about ten thirty right now, Eastern Standard Time, night before the slate, like we always do. As of eight thirty, uh, injury report. He is not listed on it. The okay. late. Uh, Oh, it's OG, Siakam, Van Vliet uh, are the main starters who are listed, main pieces, and then obviously Malachi Flynn, but not not a major piece that we need to be too concerned with. So I'm going to assume he's going to be available. But again, I, I let off with the news at the beginning of this. This is probably going to be the most confusing matchup and the most confusing game on the slate for a lot of DFS players. We got to monitor this news. Keep your eye on it uh, and follow it closely. That's simple, but I'm with you. I think that we could definitely look at Josh Jackson, and I have my eye on Dennis Smith Jr. a little bit too. Just um, you know, playing that playing that solid role at 4,900 right now. It's a fair price tag, knowing that you know Fred Van Vliet. He's not the you know the defensive guy. It's more Kyle Lowry's probably more the lockdown guy than Van Vliet. But this is not the same Raptors team. Uh, their whole defense, everything's gonna be different for him. Like you said, B squad means that we could take advantage of it. But slide it over to the Raptor side of the ball. I just, uh, you know, I guess, I guess we'll go off of what we think's happening. We still have no idea, realistically. But let's go forward, just assuming, you know, it's the main guys, uh, you know, Van Vliet, Siakam, OG are out. Who can we look at? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely look at Norm Powell, uh, 6,700. I mean, he feels like uh, just a lock in play. Um, he's just going to have all the opportunity in the world. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's got a pretty, pretty low price, 6,700. I mean, it's, 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 a little pricey, but it's it's pretty fair. Um, the other guys you can look at over there in Toronto. My top guys, I should, I should say, are, are Terrence Davis, uh, thirty four hundred. He's averaging 0.89 DK points per minute this season. You have to figure he gets even more usage uh, with some of these guys sidelines. So, uh, you know, he, he's he's looking at about twenty six point seven DK points if he gets thirty minutes, even if he doesn't have that increased usage. So, at thirty four hundred, I'll definitely go there. Um, Yuta Watanabe is the other guy I'd look at, 3,100. Uh, he's, he's a guy, he's averaging 0.79 DK points per minute. Uh, and, you know, so he's on pace for about 23.5 DK points if he gets near 30 minutes. Um, and he's $300 less than Davis. So those are the two guys I'd mainly be looking at. 
but there are certainly other guys you could play as well. Um, but Norm Powell seems the, like the obvious choice to me. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Powell. He's just been a scoring machine for this team. He's always, always been shooting pretty high at a pretty high clip. Struggled early on, but this is a guy that plays the wing position and shoots almost 50% from the field. So uh, he's going to be pretty safe for cash more, more often than not. And again, Kyle Lowry, I think, at 8,100, fantastic spot as well. Can't go wrong with him. Knowing that there's no fan fleet, knowing that there's no Siakam, a lot of the offense is going to have to flow through him, not just on the assist front, but he should be looking at close to, you know, 18 shot attempts, 15 shot attempts in this one, which is usually more than what he's uh, normally taken. Uh, I, I agree with you on Terrence Davis. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, it's either probably going to be him, Ben Bury, if not both drawing the start. I don't know what this Toronto team's going to do. They've been playing a little bit more of Ben Bury lately just for that defensive aspect, uh, most of, more or less when OG was out, but played 23 minutes in the last one uh, and has at least 20 DK points in two out of the last three games where he's played at least 20 minutes. So 3,700 wouldn't mind taking a snap at Ben Bury as well it's gonna to be tough though uh we will have that news for that starting lineup though and that will make the decisions a little bit easier for us so keep your eye on it and if you're not already go check out that dfs pass guys i mean you can jump in the discord you can get all this information from our pros every night we have at least one two of our pros in that lobby for you guys answering questions handing out that news so follow along jump in there head over to hoop-ball.com we'll keep it moving the juice, man. The sauce, as the kids would say. That's what this game is. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Houston. If you don't love narratives, you're in the wrong industry, man. It's that simple. Uh, this is this is the sauce. This is the juice. This is what uh, everybody kind of had circled on their calendar and waited for. For the Nets, uh, just Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie, both rolled out. Jeff Green and Timothy Luau Cabarro are doubtful, while Reggie Perry's rolled out. For the Rockets, Eric Gordon, Daniel House are questionable. While Kevin Porter Jr. in the G League, absolutely burning people. Christian Wood, David Nwaba, Kenyon Martin Jr., Rodion Curix, Dante Exum all ruled out. So uh, I guess I'll take the hard one, man. I'll take Brooklyn. You know, I'll take it off your plate. Um, you know, just get the hard one out of the way. You know, James Harden. I guess we could play that guy. It's going to be okay. High salary, man. I don't know if we can do it. 11K. It's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, it's James Harden going against the Rockets. I don't, I don't think we need to say much here. Um, sign me up. I'm good to go. That's it. Keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 11 K. I mean, he, he's chalking till further notice, obviously. Right. I like, I like Kyrie Irving as a great, uh, a great GPP pivot at 9,400, but, uh, Harden's obviously the guy you want to go to in, in all your cash games. And, and he's the smarter play, obviously. Um, the other guy I'd look at uh, on the Nets, though, DeAndre Jordan, 5,700. I've just been I've been targeting the the Rockets um, center position pretty heavily. And, you know, I, I just think it's a chance to do it again. I know people like to knock on DJ. He's not great. He's older, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all true. Uh, you know, he, he's not necessarily the best guy in real life. But uh, for fantasy purposes, until Christian Wood comes back, I mean, that Rockets defense down low interior is is garbage. And uh, so I don't mind playing some DJ 5700. This is a GPP play only, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I've been all over DJ. It's this simple. When Jeff Green's not playing, that's their thing. They do not want to play DeAndre Jordan 30 plus minutes. But with, they don't have Kevin Durant to play at center here and there. They don't have Jeff Green to play at center here and there. They basically have no choice but to roll out him and Claxton. I mean, we've even seen a couple of lineups where I think Bruce Brown did his best Chuck Hayes impression and was playing center. Um, but, you know, that's not something that's going to be feasible for them in the long term. 
The one thing that worries me is this matchup where, you know, like I just said, Brooklyn doesn't want to play big if they don't have to. Houston doesn't need to play big if they don't want to. Um, you know, outside of Justin Batten, they're not very equipped either. So I do I do like him. I'm just, like you said, I think you said it perfectly. GPPs only. If this was any other matchup, I would say you could load him up on cash too at 5,700 as long as Jeff Green's doubtful like he is. Claxton came out, you know, blew the doors off. He's a great point per minute guy. You could you could chase that if you want. I don't mind it. 3,300. It's not like he had a massive price increase or anything, but you need a lot to go right for him, especially defensively. You know, just not going to get a boatload of minutes or anything like that. Um, anybody else over here on the Brooklyn side? You know, you're looking at the front court. You're looking at Harden, Kyrie. I like the pivot, like you said, in GPPs. Not going to really chase that Bruce Brown game myself, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm also not chasing any any of this stuff, honestly. Yeah, James Harden's pretty much probably going to be it for me. And then, like I said, Kyrie Irving and some GPPs. That's pretty much it. And then I'll take some stats with DeAndre, but that's it. Who are we running it back with, though? Because I know that if uh, if we're going to get some James Harden, we want this game to last all four quarters. We want this to be a tight one twenty to one twenty type ish game. One of those good juicy ones. Uh, so can we run it back with any of these guys on the other side of the ball? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do like John Wall. I like John Wall at 8,300. Uh, I mean, if he's playing, he's just he's in a fantastic paced up spot here. Um, it's a big game. I mean, I think, you know, he's still got stuff to prove, too. Um, he's thrown up a doubt or two this season, but, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to him cash, but I would not be afraid to load him up in GPPs at all. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. Um, Victor Oladipo, same thing. Uh, all the reasons mentioned for for the other guy, but he's a little cheaper at 7,900. So uh, you need to save that save that salary. I'd go there. I'd, I'd imagine one of the one or two of these guys uh, in a lot of GPP lineups. To be honest with you, so uh, I don't think their ownership is necessarily going to be low, um, but I think that it's going to be a good spot for them. So I like it a lot. Uh, and then the one guy I'd look at that's uh, more of a cash play, and you could also even you know, load him up in GPPs would be Jay Sean Tate, um, and that's only because you know Wob was out. Uh, Noaba, uh, David Noaba, uh, Eric Gordon, and Daniel Hollis are questionable. Uh, so who's going to play that wing position for them? So it's going to be a lot of Jay Sean Tate. He's going to get all the opportunity in the world, I think, and uh, I think that's a, a great play. The other guy I would look at in the uh, wing position will be Sterling Brown, um, who's a lot cheaper, obviously. But um, if you need to save that salary, that's that's who I'd go to there. Um, that's dependent on these guys sitting, though. Um, if, if Eric Gordon, House... Uh, are in, uh, or even if one of those guys are in, I probably stay away uh, from the wing position. I think you hit it perfectly, man. Um, all these guards are in play. All the depot, John Wall, they're both priced fairly. But it, like you said, if you're running it back, looking at the game stack, you know this is. You know, we talked about Brogdon, seventy nine hundred. All the depot, seventy nine hundred. People are going to have to make some decisions on this slate, and they're probably going to lean towards that game stack. Everyone's going, like you said, have some hard in. Probably going to be at least 80% owned in most tournaments, including a lot of the GPPs. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, so you got to imagine people are going to be looking to, to stack up with some Ola Depot. So that's kind of where I think guys like Brogdon come in, just going to fall under the radar, just much lower ownership. Uh, I could definitely see myself having some shares. I, I do like the Tate call. You hit that one perfectly. If these wings are out, they're going to need them to play 35, 38 minutes. Those are those games where we kind of see a 30-point DK point uh, floor for Tate with that 35, 36 uh, DK point ceiling. Nice, comfortable guy. So I wouldn't mind going to Tate. And then you touched on it. Sterling Brown is probably the guy I would look to if I want some value. If we get the news that these wings are out, you know, no Eric Gordon, no Nawaba, possibly no House. It's just going to be a boatload of wing minutes and they got to go somewhere. They're not going to sit here and try to 
played John Wall and Victor Oladipo 38 minutes unless this game is absolutely tight and they feel like they can win it even then. I, I doubt they want to sit there and do that this close to the All-Star break. Most teams are just trying to hang on and survive right now just to get there and let their guys recover. But we'll keep it moving. Next game, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Minnesota take on the Timberwolves. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game in this one. I think we actually have a game total for this one, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Hopefully I didn't talk too soon. I did. I did. <laughs> I, I, I wasted uh, I wasted a good surprise on that one. So, unfortunately, no game total. But for the injury report, we do have that. Gordon Hayward's questionable. Still dealing with that right-hand contusion. Devontae Graham ruled out. Cody Zeller is questionable. Probably on the better half of doubtful. Uh, and for the Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell still out along with Malik Beasley. Well, Mellow Ball, 9,200. The guy's price just keeps going up, and rightfully so. Where do you have him pegged tonight amongst the stars? Yeah, I, I can't go there. I don't I think I'm full. I think I'm fading Mellow completely. I just a 9,200 is just too steep for me. Um, if Hayward is out, I don't mind going there. I just think there's better plays on the slate. Like you said, there's 10 games. Um, I don't think we need to go there. Um, I'm, I'm not personally. Don't fault you if you do. Um, but some people I will look at, though, would be um, Scary Terry Rozier, uh, 7,900. You know, as long as Devontae Graham's out, Scary Terry, he's in play, and he gets a nice uh, paced-up matchup here again. And, um, you know, he's going to go – he might be able to go off for a bunch of points. So I like that play a lot. Um, the other guy I look at uh, for GPPs, P.J. Washington, uh, 6,700. Uh, I can't trust him in, in cash games. I think we were talking about this a little bit in Discord. He's a little bit up and down. Uh, well, quite a bit up and down, and um, you never know which side of the coin it's going to be on. So uh, makes no perfect GPP play. Um, and then the last guy I'd add, I'd add here would be Malik Monk, uh, 5,700, without you know Devontae Graham uh, playing. He's been getting those other extra guard minutes, and uh, he's just been playing solid. He's a solid play, uh, fine cash guy. He's more filler, though. I'm not necessarily, necessarily reaching for him. Uh, and those would be the three guys I'd look at at Charlotte. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same vein with Lamelo. Like I, I just don't like love the price tag, but this dude just feels like, especially in these up-paced matchups with little defense, a bang in 50. So I don't mind going to him. Do I end up landing on him completely? You know, GPPs, if I'm playing, you know, 100 lineups, I might have been, you know, 10%. Uh, I'm not going to go overboard, but I could see myself having some Lamelo for sure. And then you touched on the white hot Malik Monk. This dude's just been shooting, uh, shooting the lights out of the gym. It's that simple. He's been one of the hottest three-point shooters this season, and he's been seizing his opportunity. Somebody goes down, he's been taking the usage, taking the shot attempts. Uh, and it's not only with Gordon Hayward out, you know, even the games where Gordon Hayward's playing, he's still chucking double digit, you know, 13 to 15 shot attempts every given night. So I don't mind going back to him. Like you said, though, he's getting up there in price almost a 6K. So I'm not going to make him like a core piece or a foundational piece of my lineups if I land on him. I don't mind it whatsoever. Sliding over on Minnesota. No Russell, no Beasley. We kind of saw how this team looked with all this usage getting trickled down and distributed. Anybody you're targeting over here? Uh, not anybody I'm targeting. There's a couple, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say, uh, targeting, but Carl Anthony Towns, I like him as a GPP pivot. I don't think anyone's going to really be owning him. He's 10,000. He's a little pricey, but, uh, man, he's, he's worth it. I mean, he's just gonna, he's gonna have a ton of usage 
And, um, you know, he, he it's a pretty, pretty good matchup here against the Charlotte Hornets. So um, not necessarily the best interior defense team. So uh, I don't mind going to towns and GPPs. I'm not going to play them in cash um, for uh, the most the most solid play on the T-Bull side, though, would be Anthony Edwards to me, 6,900. Uh, dude just been tearing it up. And without Malik Beasley, uh, he served out in suspension and uh, D'Angelo Russell, you know, with the injury, um, he's just been lighting the world on fire. And, uh, you know, we've seen the highlights, we've seen the big dunks, but, um, you know, Hopefully he can uh, put up a good game. He's been he's been pretty solid though. So sixty nine hundred is a pretty good price tag for for somebody that's uh, got that kind of usage. I think. Uh, to be honest, man, I have not had too many shares of Edwards, and th- and that may just be my own stubbornness, where I feel like I'm jumping on the train a little bit too late. I just um, I'm, I'm I regret it. I mean, he's been playing great. You you hit it. Uh, he really kind of turned the corner. He just looks more confident, and that's the main thing with rookies and just kind of getting more comfortable in the offense. And I think with some of these bodies going down, you know, instead of feeling like he's forcing his shots, he's kind of understanding that this team needs him to shoot now more than ever. Um, and that, you know, having that ability and that green light and, you know, being able to take 20 shot attempts, uh, that's big. And, and his team trusts him. You could just tell that. You could just see it on the court. So I'm with you. I think 6,900 is a fair price tag. And with all that being said, I probably still won't hop on the train, but I don't mind that price tag whatsoever. And then you hit on Towns. Push him to shove, different positions, point per dollar. I probably prefer LaMelo over Towns for $800 cheaper. And that feels weird saying, something I never thought <laughs> I would say. Uh, just looking at them, they both just you know feel like two guys that are comfortably 50 every given night. Uh, and give me the guy that's a little bit cheaper, 800 cheaper. It's it's not a it's not a definitive answer. It's kind of splitting hairs. They're both excellent plays, but I just kind of leading more ball as of now. And then I'm still just waiting to see what this team can do at power forward. They'll never figure it out. Uh, you know, it doesn't take an NBA coach to realize that Jaden McDaniels is your best power forward on your team. He's probably the guy you should be starting. He allows you to spread your offense. He's your best corner three point shooter on the season. He's also one of your best rim protectors. So. Play the guy power forward. Makes more sense. You ready to move on to the next one? Let's do it. Chicago Bulls. Your Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> Traveling to New Orleans. Taking on the Pelicans. Every time I say New Orleans, I feel like I just have to get like a Louisiana accent in there. And I don't know Orleans. if I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, for, for the Bulls, Chandler Hutchinson, Devin Dotson ruled out as well as Otto Porter Jr. Laurie Markin is doubtful, nearing his return, it seems, but they're just going to wait till after the All-Star break is uh, my best bet. And no real news for the Pelicans. They are good to go, fully healthy in this one. So I'll let you take it, man. Talk about your Bulls. Uh, well, first, the, the game total, I think, uh, 236.5. And, and Ooh, the good Pelicans, call, my fault. Yeah, it's okay. 5.5 5, uh, favorites. And uh, I have to. I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's an insult. After my Bulls just took these Pelicans down by 13 points last uh, their last game on February 10th, but uh, I digress. So it's uh, it should be a competitive game. Should be a fun one. Uh, but for my Bulls, yeah, um, you know, I don't know if I can necessarily go to Zach Levine. Um, yeah, I don't mind people going there. I think it's he's a solid play. I think he's fine in a lock to to really hit, put up a lot of shots and hopefully hit them all. And uh, it's totally fine. But I'm not going to go there at his price. <laughs> but I am interested in Kobe White at 6,500. He's just on a heater, and he just really thrives on, on these heaters. And, you know, you're, you just have to ride him until the wheel, wheels fall off. But, uh, yeah, he hasn't gotten up less than 16 shot attempts in the last four games, and, and I don't see that changing. Um, and as long as he's hitting those shots, man, he's he's going to hit value, even at 6,500, which is a, a pretty big price tag, honestly. 
but uh, he hits a few more of those shots and, and he's just going to blow it away. Um, the other guys I'm looking at uh, for GPPs, I love the Wendell Carter Jr. play. Uh, I love that just because, you know, he put up uh, 240 plus DK points uh, in back to back games when he first came back. And he's been just having a terrible go of it the last few games. So, um, you know, he's going to have low ownership. But I love it for GPPs. He's got he's going to have to have somebody play defense on, on Zion Williamson and Stephen Adams. So uh, I think he's going to get plenty of minutes in this one. Uh, but my favorite, uh, my favorite Bulls play, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I, I really don't like the guy. But Denzel Valentine, 3,800. Uh, he's just getting minutes again, you know, getting 20, 22 minutes and uh, getting shot attempts. And when he plays, he puts up he puts up points, he puts up stats. So um, 3,800 for Denzel Valentine is a uh, pretty, pretty good price for, for what he's uh, doing right now. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to trust a guy like Valentine when you get uh, a high total like this one. And we're expecting a pretty competitive game. You know, it's it, those are the games that we want to target more or less, less than the garbage time games. You know, Valentine is pretty much an established player, role player at this point for this Bulls team. Uh, he's been hanging around for, I think he was drafted in 17, 18, was it? Yeah, it's been a few mistaken. years, it's been several years. It's, it's hard to tell because he's been injured for like half of it. So. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Um, I'm with you, though. Levine, probably too priced out for me. I just prefer, like we just talked about, LaMelo Ball uh, for only $300 cheaper. Don't mind Kobe White. When push comes to shove, the guy guarding him might make my decision a little bit harder for only $300 more. But you're right. When Kobe White's on a heater, it's something we want to take advantage of. Close game, high usage. The only thing they have to worry about with Kobe White is whether or not he's going to play himself off the floor in a competitive game. If this game stays close and he's just doing the right things, the shot's falling, sign me up. We're looking at probably a 35-plus DK point night out of Kobe White. So I uh, definitely don't mind looking at him. I didn't really have Valentine circled, but I will circle him now. I do like that call. So I'll, I'll be honest with me. It was, just, it was just really Kobe White for me. I don't mind Wendell Carter Jr. You hit on it. Past two games aren't fair. Don't take those ones serious. When it gets to the Joker, uh, anybody gets cooked by Joker. That just happens. The game prior to that, it was against Phoenix. Great team defense. Slows down the pace. Really tries to take people out of the game. So it doesn't shock me that he had two bad games in those one. This is a nice little bounce back spot for him. So good call on that one as well. Slide over to the Norlands. Norlands <laughs> side of the ball. I touched on it. Lonzo Ball, 6,800. He just is a completely different player this year, man. And I love I love watching him play now. Uh, he's confident. And it feels like whenever those trade rumors first started getting brought up, he said, yeah, sure, hold my beer. Um, and had to go out there and show people exactly what he could do and who you know, the real big brother is in the Ball family. Nonetheless, he's getting played up, uh, outplayed by his younger brother, and they're both fantastic options on this slate. So 6,800, I think I'll end up with more ball than I would Kobe White. Love the matchup. Dropped, I think it was 43 DK points on them earlier in the season. So sign me up there. And we talked about the front court. I don't mind even looking at the other side of the ball. And Steven Adams, too, 5,200. Never going to get 30, you know, 30 to 35 minutes necessarily. But that's a fair price tag for a guy, 5,200, in a good matchup like this one. Uh, you know, worse you can do. That's it for me over here. Yeah, I don't mind those calls at all. Those are, those are all fantastic calls. I um, personally, I, I I don't mind going to BI Brandon Ingram, eighty four hundred. Um, he played nearly forty minutes in the last one, and you know Jeremy Grant just had a, a career night against the same defense, and um, I just feel like he he's he's in a good spot to to really pop off here. Bit of a priced uh, priced up uh, price tag there, but I don't mind it against a, a weak Bulls defense. Uh, Lonzo Ball, like you said, uh, you said everything there. I don't have to add anything. Uh, JJ Redick, though, is the other guy I have here for 3,100. Kira, Kira Lunas, 
uh, Kira Lewis Jr. seems to have uh, fallen out of the rotation, and he's has him playing, and it looks like Reddick's back back in uh, to the rotation. So, um, thirty one hundred for this guy, and he's been hitting his shots recently. Um, I, I like that play a lot, actually, especially against again a weak Bulls defense, unfortunately. So, um, I like I like a little JJ. I, I would never go wrong with JJ if if we feel confident in the minutes. So. Um, you're right though. I haven't, I didn't really notice. I saw they had that big game in the last one, hit a couple of those big shots and that's what JJ is. If we know he's playing at least 20 to 26 minutes, something like that, you definitely lock him in at three K 3,100 in dumpster dives territory. A lot worse we can do than that. I mean, we got four games left. We'll keep it moving. Atlanta Hawks traveling to Orlando. Take on the magic in this one. We do have a game total. We do have a spread. 225 game total. Atlanta favored by four in this one. Uh, after that, there's only one left. No more spreads in game total. We have four out of ten games the night before. As far as the injury report goes, for the Hawks, not getting released. Second half of the back-to-back. We'll have to wait on them. We'll have, uh, probably have most of it in the morning. First injury report that comes out around 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. For the Magic, Cole Anthony, James Enos. Mark L. Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac all rolled out, while Evan Fournier is questionable with that left groin strain. Pass it over to you. Let's talk about this Hawks team. New coach, new team, who this? Uh, <laughs> looks like, looks, yeah, it looks like there's just a lot of rumbling going on in that locker room. A lot of weird things coming out about um, you know things that I guess Lloyd Pierce was saying uh, affecting yeah. his players' confidence. He's kind of losing that locker room, and... I don't know if this necessarily is going to change too, too much. I think a lot of the damage has been done, but what can we expect from this new Hawks team? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think anything is going to change too much. Hopefully it changes for the better for all those guys and, you know, wish them the best, but um, Trey Young's a good, Trey Young's in a good spot here. Um, it's a good matchup. 9,600. Uh, I really like that, um, that price tag. I like the spot um, against a team that's playing Michael Carter Williams at the point guard right now for 30 minutes or so. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad, um, bad play at all. Um, and then the other guy I like on, uh, on the Hawks is, is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I was listening a little bit to the game earlier tonight. Uh, he's only priced at 3,200 on DK. He, his name was just popping up left and right. And we have to keep an eye on that minutes limit. But if that minutes limit comes up to 20, you know, 20, 25 minutes, then, uh, 3,200 for Bogdan. Uh, I'm, I'm going there all day. Uh, I'm, I'm liking that more than JJ, uh, Redick I called before, but, uh, but if he's only going on a 15 minute you know, time, uh, playing limit again, then maybe not. I probably won't go there. So that's, those are two guys I'm really looking at on the Hawks. Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, – I, I would probably actually almost assume that he just sits, it being the second half of a back-to-back coming off of – I think he was out, what, six, eight weeks he was shelved. Uh, knee, it was like a knee fracture. It was something crazy. He had a little crack in, in, in his knee somewhere. Uh, so I wouldn't shock if he says – great price tag, though. If there's Even if he's playing 20 minutes, less than 15 to 20, we'll take that. At that price tag, you touched on it with JJ, same thing. I'd prefer him over JJ if we get that minutes limit. Is anywhere in the relatively close range where we can actually consider him. Uh, outside of him, I don't mind Trey Young. I prefer Trey Young over Levine. But again, when it comes to LaMelo, I think you know LaMelo will draw the higher ownership. So look at Trey Young as that GPP pivot off of LaMelo if you want to go that way. And I don't mind looking at John Collins in this one. I actually do prefer Clint Capella. I like them both. I just think they're both at very fair price tags. Capella at 81, but John Collins should have a pretty good matchup going against this team. They're going to try to run out from Camino out there. We know that he can't handle a ton of minutes at this moment. So, you know, this is a great uh, matchup for power forwards that kind of come in here. 
And Collins, 6,900. That's a great price tag for him. So I don't mind looking at him. He's not like a, a foundational play of mine, but probably one of my favorite plays in this game. Sliding over to the other side of the ball, we know we like to target this Hawks team. Vucevic has been doing his very best impression of, uh, you know, a modern-day Shaquille O'Neal playing in the Magic <laughs> uniform. Uh, he's just been an absolute beast and on an absolute tear this season. Yeah, maybe he just wants to go to a different team. He's just showcasing himself at this <laughs> point. But 10-3, uh, a lot of guys to spend up on. Could you see yourself spending up on Big Vuk? Yeah, ten three. I mean, we were paying like what eighty eight hundred to to low nines for this guy not that long ago, and that was totally fine, and that was a, that was a, a steal. But um, ten three is just that's just getting too pricey for me. You know, same with Lamelo, uh, just kind of prices me out. It's a fine play. It's not a bad play. He's gonna go off. He's gonna have his points, but um, but it's just too much salary to commit to one guy. Um, but some guys I do like on the Magic though. Terrence Ross, sixty three hundred. I like him if if Fournier sits. Uh, it's a great matchup, obviously for him. If Fournier plays, I'd probably go the Fournier route instead, but. Um, something tells me Fournier's not going to play. He's just been sitting randomly this year. I don't know. Like you said, I, the Hawk or the um, Magic seem like they're kind of like in limbo here. It's like they're they're not a very good team. They're losing games. Vucevic probably wants out. Uh, Fournier, I, I know I've heard rumblings of him wanting out. So um, I don't know if Fournier said, uh, plays. If he doesn't play, then I like Terrence Ross. Uh, but the guy I like most is Michael Carter Williams, MCW five thousand. Uh, it just feels like chalk. I mean, he's going to get all the minutes a point guard he can handle against a weak Trey Young defense, uh, a, a defensive guard here. So uh, MCW five thousand. I'm locking that in for sure. Yeah, I was all over him in that last game against Dallas, and it, it paid off well for me. Uh, it's just he produces. He's just able to kind of contribute in multiple different ways. He's long. He's got the length, so you know he's going to be able to get you a steal or two here and there. Even chips in a block once in a while. It you know comes down to a lot of it. He does make the dumb mistakes that we hate to see amongst our point guards that we play, including those turnovers. Uh, you know, poor shooting. That's part of it. Uh, but you can't go wrong with any guard getting matched up alongside of Trey Young. That's a wonderful thing to see. Should be able to take advantage of that and play some bully ball with his size. So 5,600, I'm cool with it. It's my favorite player on the Magic as well. And you hit it with Vucevic. I kind of feel the exact same way. Just too many guys to spend up on. I don't see myself going that way. If I'm spending all the way up, it's probably going to go to Harden uh, you know, or the guy that we'll get to in about two games. Uh, outside of that, you know, I already talked about LaMelo and a few of these other guys that we'll probably even talk about in a minute. So I just don't see myself having the capital to get to Vucevic. Moving on. Next game, 8.30, Eastern Standard Time game. OKC Thunder traveling to Dallas to take on my Mavericks. Not really my Mavericks. They're, I guess they're kind of Mark Cuban's Mavericks, but we could share. We'll be friends. <laughs> uh, for, for the Mavs, Luka Doncic and Willie Cauley-Stein both being considered questionable. Obviously, some massive news to keep an eye on while Josh Green is in the G League. Can't wait for that kid to come up. For the Thunder. Not going to mention Trevor Reese's name. We'll just we just won't do that anymore. George Hill still out, as well as Hamanin Dualu. He is going to miss at least the next two games. It was mentioned then he would be reevaluated. So no game total, no spread in this one. Still waiting on that major news before we can do anything. But looking at the Thunder, who could we play? Yeah, I don't mind going to Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, SGA, 8,800. Uh, it's fine. Um, other players like more on the slate, so I'm not reaching for it, but you know, I don't mind that play. Um, people I do like, though, more so for uh, personally, is is L Horford, 6,300. Uh, as long as he plays, I just think you know the, the Mavs are, are super weak down low, and even if uh, Willie Cauley-Stein doesn't play, it makes it even better. 
Um, but uh, I just don't know how they're going to stop El Horford if he actually suits up and plays. That's the biggest thing with him. Uh, so got to keep got to keep an eye out on that. Uh, the other guy I like is Theo Melodon, uh, forty eight hundred. His main value is steals, and assuming that Luca's going to play, I I can't see the I just the Mavericks are playing. Luca's playing. I can't see him sitting, but he might sit in this one. But I'm assuming he's playing. If Luca does play. Uh, Melodon's main value is steals, and he's likely going to be guarding Luca. So, uh, I like him at forty eight hundred. I think he's going to put up some some pretty good value there at that price tag. Right there with you. I think Al Horford. If we know that this is going to be a game where we can get four quarters out of Al Horford, uh, he's just a great price tag. Sixty three hundred is too cheap for him. He's kind of ever since he had that baby. That's what we need. We need him to have another baby. Go have another baby, <laughs> Al Horford. We need some more good games out of you like that. Uh, that nice little four or five game spurt where you're. Just absolutely torching people. So yeah, I'll look at him. I won't. I won't end up with that HGA. Eighty-eight hundred is too expensive for me. Just you know, again, keep talking about it. A few other guys, just a couple hundred dollars more that I prefer. So I don't see myself getting to too much Shea. I wouldn't hate it if you wanted to play some Baisley, but it'd only be in GPPs. You can't trust him in cash. Just way, way too up and down. But mostly Horford for me. On the Dallas side of the ball. I mean, it's simple. If Luca is in, you know, fantastic play, fantastic matchup. I'll be playing James Harden over him, but I won't knock it if you wanted to kind of go off of it, do the GPP pivot and play Luka. It's a fantastic play. Uh, if Luka sits, though, I think that's kind of what we need to talk about. That would be the elephant in the room. We already know what this Mavs team looks like for the most part when everybody's healthy. But if he sits, where are you looking? Uh, I think most people say KP. I, I don't like that price tag. You know, it's just a little too expensive for me. Uh, I'm not really looking at Porzingis at all. Um, he is going to get more usage, more shots up if Doncic doesn't doesn't play. Um, but it's just not 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 my play. Um, but I do like Jalen Brunson, 5300. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have more usage if, if Don, especially if Doncic sits. But even if he doesn't, he's solid and he's just been having solid games. And he's a bit cheaper, a couple hundred dollars cheaper. And I was talking earlier about some of the you know 5600, 5700. Um, salary guys that I liked. This guy's a little cheaper and he's still solid. And so I think he's just a, a really good play um, for Brunson. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is the other guy I look at, 4,500. I, I'd only look at it in cash because he just he doesn't contribute a whole lot, but he's getting so many minutes for that salary. Um, 4,500 for a guy that plays 32, 34 minutes a night. Uh, I mean, sign me up for that, honestly. Uh, again, even if Dutch just doesn't play, uh, I, I like that play a lot. So uh, those are the two guys I'd, I'd, I'd look at besides Dutch. If Dutch plays, I think, um, like you said, I'd play hard and over him. So not necessarily going there automatically, but he is a good play for sure. I absolutely love Brunson. If Doncic sits, I'd lock him in. He would just be a free square for me. Anytime Doncic sits, Brunson draws that startup point, and you could just pretty much bang in 30 DK points uh, with upside of even more. So I'm with you. Brunson would be my absolute fantastic play. I don't even mind him if Luca plays. He's just been on fire. Uh, very underrated guy. Just a very sound fundamental player. So. I don't mind Brunson. I don't mind some THJ either. Just know that when he's hot and if Doncic's out, the usage will come his way. He will have the shot attempts. There's no if, ands, or but about it. And he has a fantastic price tag for the circumstances. So I definitely look at those. Wouldn't mind if you wanted to play KP. Um, 8200 it's a fair price tag for him if you know he's going to get that usage with no Doncic. I don't mind him whatsoever. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cakewalk matchup for him. I just don't see... Unless they decide to try to put Horford on them, and then you know what are they going to do in the paint necessarily? Uh, they, I just don't see it. Maybe they, do they try running Robia? I don't think Basley can can even remotely get high enough to to get over a seven foot three guy's jump shot. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that. It's a fantastic matchup. 
it's just going to be tough. I think just going towards these guards, getting the value with them is probably the way to go, the most effective way, and then spending up on some of these other guys that we've been harping on. Ready to move on to the last two games? Yeah, man, game. we are going. <laughs> We're cooking, man. 46 minutes. We are cooking. 10 games. Set slowing down. Golden State Warriors traveling to Portland, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. This is going to be a fun one. We'd love to see these Bay Area showdowns between these two teams. For the Warriors, just the major guys, Clay Thompson, Marquise Chris. Uh, obviously, we know what's going on with those guys. But for Portland, it's going to be CJ, Giles, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic. Pretty much the same bodies for them as well. No game total, no spread here. For the Warriors, I'll lead it off here. Uh, Steph Curry, love him. Fantastic play, 9,900. Uh, you know, it's between him and LaMelo. I want to get two studs in my lineup tonight. I want one of them to be hard, and I want the other one to uh, either be LaMelo or Steph Curry. I want to have one of these two guys, and it's going to be tough for me to end my end up, you know, making my decision. I'll probably end up just leaning Steph, but we'll have to see on that one. He's a fantastic spot knowing that this is going to be a shootout. It should be a high-scoring game. It should be a competitive game. Steph Curry's averaging 60 DK points against this team in two games this season, so... I don't think I really need to go too too much. Wouldn't mind looking at Draymond either at 7,400. A little bit of the appeal gets taken away, uh, you know, knowing that he's been dealing with a little bit of injuries, dealing with some nagging ankle injuries. He practiced in full. That being said, you know, 74, fair price. I don't know, man. I can't make my decision up on Draymond. I'll pass it over to you on the Draymond call. How do you feel for a 74? I love the matchup. I love the spot. I just don't know if I could trust that he's fully 100% healthy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I love Draymond. I, I you know, I, I was harping on this guy uh, before the season started, saying he's going to have a bounce back season, and you know, he didn't have a great start to the season, but he's really been turning out recently. Just a high IQ basketball player. I just love watching him play. So just he knows the game inside and out, so I love him. But but I'm not going there in DFS if if uh, that's the question that that seemed to be the question. So uh, yeah, not not going to him tonight in DK. Um, but uh, Steph Curry, he said it. I don't need to add anything but 9900. Go in there 100. Uh, percent I'm locking him over Mello probably 99 out of 100 times. That's just, that's just me. Don't mind if you go to the Mello play either. Um, Andrew Wiggins, 6,200. I think he's a great GPP pivot here. He's had some pretty uh, a string of pretty mediocre games recently, but this is just a great matchup against a backcourt that doesn't play a lot of defense in the in the Portland Trailblazers. So I like Andrew Wiggins at 6,200 as a GP play, GPP play a lot. All right. I can't knock you. And he's been elite defensively. Talk about, you know, guys transforming their game. Uh, you know, we talked about Lonzo getting that three-point shot. Andrew Wiggins developing defense is just as impressive. Uh, dude has been putting the clamps on people all season long. So I don't mind looking over there if you wanted to go there either. Uh, that's it for me, though. It's probably just going to be the two top dogs where I have most of my exposure. On to the Portland side. Damian Lillard, 10-6. Won't be playing him. Just got to cross some of these guys out of our player pool, and I've already touched on too many expensive guys. I prefer, you know, spending seven hundred dollars less on Curry. Even I actually even prefer, I think, uh, Lamelo over him uh, for fourteen hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, outside of him, Covington's been on an absolute tear ever since he's been kind of getting that role that he used to have when he was playing with Houston. You know, playing that primary power forward position, also getting some backup five as well. So as long as he's in that role, he should continue to thrive. It's a great matchup for him. Six K, don't mind it whatsoever. And then, uh, you know, can we can we chase that mellow game? Uh, was it just, you know, a mellow on mellow action that that <laughs> allowed that? Or can could we expect like similar shot attempts and all that good stuff at 5400 in this matchup? 
It was all the all the uh, millennials telling the Generation Zers who the real Mello was. That's what it <laughs> yeah. was. It was he did it for all of us. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't. No, I'm not, I'm not chasing the Mello game. It, I like Carmelo Anthony. I think he's a fine player. Uh, I'm not chasing that game at all. I, I I'm actually not even going to play. I don't like Covington here either. Um, I think he you know if he does start going off, he's he's going to draw the G- Draymond Green defense. And I just think he uh, gets a lot of his uh, his. Uh, Scoring from the perimeter, and I just think the, the the Warriors can stop that. They have the are capable of of uh, switching and guarding that. And uh, so I'm not I'm not big on Covington. I don't mind the play, but just not big there uh, at the price that he's at. Um, but the play I do like that you didn't mention uh, a couple of them actually. Uh, Enos Cantor, seventy five hundred. I don't love the price, but Cantor he's he should be safe to hit value because I mean this. Um, Outside of Wiseman, this uh, Warriors team doesn't have really any solid centers and, and anyone that can really stop someone that really aggressively hits the boards like Cantor does. So 7500 for Cantor, I'll pay that premium price for him because it's just safe. So for cash games, I like that. Um, Gary Trent Jr., 5300 uh, not great for K- GPPs just because he doesn't contribute in any way outside of scoring, but he's just solid for cash. I think uh, 5300 is a fair price tag. He's another guy that's a few hundred dollars cheaper uh, than those 56, 5700 guys that's um, still got a very decent role on his team and still going to produce value. So those are the two guys that I would be looking at. I don't mind Trent Jr. and GPPs. I think you touched on it. He's just a, a sharpshooter. Uh, most of his shots are going to come from deep, but when he's hot, he's going to be able to take down a tournament. Uh, it's that simple, you know. Don't trust him in cash, but definitely there for tournaments. I don't mind Cantor whatsoever. I think you touched on a great matchup and all that good stuff. It's just, uh, you know, again, push comes to shove. 7500 a little expensive for him compared to some of these other guys that we've touched on. A few of those guys in that mid-five, the low-six range. That's probably where I'm going to end up spending my money on this on this slate. Still a little too early to tell, but final game of the night, L.A. Lakers traveling to Sacramento. Taking on the White Hot Kings. Uh, I don't know if you could sense the sarcasm in there. Uh, the Kings have been struggling. No injury report for the Lakers right now, as we know. Second half of a back-to-back. And then for the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton, he's ruled out. Probably going to miss uh, up until the All-Star break. I think they said the next two games. But he held questionable. And uh, Hassan Whiteside is still in the health and safety protocols, as well as Jabari Parker. But Jabari Parker is actually questionable. So... Not that that matters. Pass it over to you for the Lakers. Yeah, for the Lakers, uh, you know, uh, Kuzma, I know he was ruled out um, last night, so we have to keep an eye on that and just see what's going on there. Um, If he does sit, uh, he doesn't play again in this game, then um, I like Taylor Horton Tucker a lot, 3,400. Um, I know it's kind of weird to say, you know, if this big uh, forward sits, I like this uh, this guard slash forward guy. A little bit strange to go that route, but uh, it seems to be that's who gets the usage when uh, when Kuzma's out and uh, AD's obviously out, so there's plenty of usage to go around. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is only 3,400, so this is a nice price point for somebody that's, that's been consistently putting up 20 DK points anyways. Um, if he gets more of that usage, then you know he's going to surpass that for sure. Um, and then LeBron James, 10-5, uh, probably the safest play on the slate, I would think. Um, without Anthony Davis, it's pretty pretty simple. Just play this guy. I mean, the the blow up uh, the blow up potential is there with the Kings. Um, I don't think they will though. I don't think it's going to happen. The Lakers aren't necessarily playing great basketball. So 10-5 for LeBron James, I'll pay that all day. Um, Probably go Harden and James. I don't know, maybe 50-50 there. I'm not sure between those two. Um, probably more so James just because he's 10-5 as opposed to 11 for Harden. But Harden probably has the bigger upside, in my opinion. Uh, the other guy I look at here is Montrez Harrell, uh, 5,500. He's going to be in a fantastic play as long as Marcus Soles out, and he's got the expanded role. So that's a really good price tag for him. Uh, so Horton, and, uh, Horton Tucker, uh, Harrell, and James are the three guys I'm looking at. 
Love all those guys as well. I uh, probably won't end up as much with LeBron just because I already touched on it. Other guys. Boom, boom. Uh, but I absolutely do love some Harrell. I'm expecting some big things out of him with no, uh, you know, no Marcus Saul. And I believe the new addition, um, Damian Jones, was also questionable. I don't, I didn't see if he ended up playing in tonight's game or not. But uh, that's another guy that is worth monitoring. Another body that would be out as well. And then the only other guy you didn't touch on that I think I have some fair amount of interest in would be Dennis Schroeder. Uh, just knowing that a lot of this offense is going to have to keep flowing through this guy. Really a point guard, but I'm going to count him as a shooting guard because we know that LeBron's going to handle the ball a lot more as well. So LeBron brings the ball up. I want my shooting guards going against the Kings. It's my thing. So it's not ideal. It's not my ideal feeling. Like, you know, this is a shooting guard going against the Kings. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm, ma- I'm justifying it right now. That's what I'm doing, Keith. I'm justifying that LeBron's pretty much <laughs> bringing the ball up. He's playing point. Schroeder's, you know, playing off ball. Yeah, it's a shooting guard to me. I'll count that. Uh, so I, I'll look at him at 5,900. Uh, I don't mind him whatsoever either. Uh, King side of the ball. For me, not loving a whole lot here. Uh, Darren Fox getting priced up out of the point where I could even play him anymore until he gets back down. Just a little bit too much. You know, Harrison Barnes, almost the same thing. He's been playing great all season long at 7K. Won't do it. The one guy I could maybe see myself having a couple shares of. And, you know, outside of if Buddy Heald gets ruled out, then we obviously see some minutes open up on the wings for guys like, you know, Corey Joseph. Uh, it, it just might be like Marvin Bagley, man. And I, it feels weird saying it. Uh, but the minutes have been up for him. Uh, played a 30, whopping 35 minutes in that game against Charlotte. It was a tight one. Uh, you know, 24 or 10 game. But, yeah, I don't, even now that I'm saying it, it doesn't feel good. I don't think I'm playing any of these kicks, man. I'm taking that back. It just feels gross. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna give everyone a favor and not play Marvin Bagley because for whatever reason, whenever I play this guy, he puts up the the biggest dud of the year. So um, there you go. Congratulations, everybody that does play Marvin Bag- Marvin Bagley. I'm not gonna play him, uh, but I don't I don't uh, I don't uh, think it's a bad play though. Sixty six hundred, a little pricey. Probably not gonna go there. I don't think you have to on a ten game slate. Um, I throw in Rashawn Holmes too. Uh, Sixty five hundred. You know the uh, Montrez Harrell isn't necessarily the best defender in the world. And, uh, you know, so I think he's got room to work at 6,500. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm probably not playing any of these guys. Unless um, Heald is ruled out, then I'll definitely place McCoy Joseph at 3,400. Just a really good price tag. Uh, and you touched on that a little bit, too. So, uh, right there with you. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a solid value. I don't mind him. He's, he's so ugly. He's so underwhelming. <laughs> I, hate, I hate watching that guy play basketball. It's just painful sometimes. Not the, not the old Spurs, Corey Joseph, I used to remember. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> that rounds us home, takes us home, rounds us out. I combined them. It's all good. Uh, but anything else you want to say before I close this out of here? No, man, just, uh, you know, everyone get that DFS pass. I know we've been uh, having some discussions in, in, in the Discord about, you know, uh, some really important things, you know, people playing DFS every day and, and some people feeling burnt out and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, on top of being, staying on top of all the news, it's just a community that we're building there. And it's something that, uh, you know, if you have uh, issues like that, you have somewhere to go to and talk that stuff out with and, and people that are like minded with you. So uh, DFS pass, it's cheap. Go get it. Come hang out with me and all the cool people up in that discord. And uh, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Some cool peeps in there. And if you want, well, I suggest it. Give Keith a follow. Keith, I'm going to give this a shot. At Ginsburg Beats. G1NSBERGB3ATS. Oof. You're the man. Did I get it? You're the man. You got it. 
I was looking right at my phone, man. I can't pretend like I knew that off the top of my head. And you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a follow. Hit us up with any of your questions, guys. Like we said, easiest way to get at us, though, is in that Discord. And that's it. Thumbs up, rate, review, subscribe, hit the notification. All that good stuff wherever you listen to us means the world to us. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on with Santino Cacone. So you can imagine the show will probably be off the rails in the first 12 minutes. But thank you guys for tuning in. Take care, everybody. Let's go take down some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.